0: Music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The Free Music Archive is an interactive library of high quality legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons and the open source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by BuskerDroid. Visit them on the internet at buskerdroid.com or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash buskerdroid. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode number 18. My name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Joe McDonald. I'm Aaron De La Osa. and thanks for checking us out on the brand new CinemaGeekly.com. We're also on iTunes, also uh, Google Plus, Twitter, and Facebook, where now Facebook has uh, magically overnight taken over the uh, social media throne from Google Plus. <laughs> um, however, uh, that that being said, still far more people on Google Plus than on Twitter. I think we really still we gained two or three. Extra people on Twitter, uh, but we're now like I think we're getting close to pushing in the 70s with a uh, Google Plus, but still nowhere close on uh, compared to Facebook now. So for everybody checking this out uh, via the Facebook, uh, welcome. Because uh, last week's episode was a uh, a mini episode where we kind of just covered the uh, the basics of uh, of what was going on, so we didn't get a. Uh, a full idea of what the podcast is like so
1: just just wetting their appetites a little bit yeah no hopefully yeah, uh yeah.
0: hopefully we won't turn them it's off track, with this episode right <laughs>
2: hopefully our new likes on facebook they all went back and checked out earlier episodes of of the podcast but
0: uh, actually if the if the uh, my uh my webalizer is uh <laughs> is correct it's actually called that the thing that that tracks all of the uh the statistics on the website is actually called Webilizer. If that is to be believed, uh, that is in fact. It seems like what happened. I, I was looking at a lot of the top file downloads, and a lot of the older episodes were getting downloaded, so or played nice. through the website. So, um, let's talk top of the box office. Hunger Games remains champion of the box office with a thirty three point one million. American Reunion debuted uh, with a twenty one point five in second. Um, the uh, the movie with Kate Winslet's breasts in 3D came in uh 17.3 million. I'm talking about Titanic, of course. Hundred years ago, it sank, guys. I don't know if you heard about that or not, but uh, <laughs> apparently it's in uh all the papers. Uh, Wrath of the Titans was in fourth place with 14 points.
1: Saw it. Saw that movie. It was awesome. Yeah, really, I would saw it too. I'm excited. Yeah, it was great.
0: I, I have not seen it. I I did see The Hunger Games, but I did not see. Wrath of the Titans. It's on my list. Uh Mirror Mirror, fifth place, eleven point one million. Um well man, thoughts on Wrath of the Titans then, since neither of you guys wrote a review for it on a website.
2: Eh, you know. I'm a, I'm a little lazy when it comes to writing, I leave that to you guys. <laughs> no, no. I, I need to get I need to get one of those programs, you know, the talk and type programs. Yes. Uh, you know. But uh, I, I just I'm even too lazy to go do that. So oh,
0: thoughts on uh, thoughts on it? I'm I'm curious because it's it's certainly doing uh, the critically. It's certainly doing the same numbers as the first one. But the critics were wrong about that first movie, which I enjoyed as like a popcorn action movie. Uh, and that's exactly the, 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 what this you, one is. Yeah.
2: If you yeah. liked the first one, you'll like this one. Um, I don't know that it's necessary to go see it at the theater. Um, I, I saw it in 3d cause it was the only thing, it was the only one that was playing at the time. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, the 3d doesn't lend anything special to the movie. I didn't really see why that movie needed to be in 3d other than to grab a few extra bucks. Um, but it was good. You know, I, I really like Liam Neeson. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, I, I'd recommend seeing it when it comes out on DVD.
0: Uh, amazingly enough, you could have completely transplanted that review and just change the title to a review of titanic in 3D because that's yeah. everything i heard was that it's still the same movie it was 3D really added nothing to it it makes the uh everybody dying in the boat sinking scene somewhat like you know uh 0.2% cooler but it was already fine to begin with like it added it added nothing um so yeah
1: the three didn't anything, but a, a lot of the new additions to the cast for Rathletizer. Bill Nighy, I thought, was incredible in this. Like in, in anything he does, he's awesome. He was really, really good in this. Uh, the, the way they're going with the plot—I mean, it's obviously continuing into a trilogy. I mean, it—it it, it did, you know, expound on the story uh, a little more. I, I thought it was great. You know, Sam Worthington—you uh, know—he played to his strengths. You know, he yelled a lot and. Yes. When he wasn't yelling, he was whispering, and then he was, you know, kicking ass. That's what the guy does, and you know, God bless him, he does it great. Uh, so safe
0: yeah, to exactly. say, he defeated the uh, volcano kraken, then whatever. They I, call
1: I, it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for anyone in case they're uh...
0: the vol crack. <laughs> the vol krakeno. Um, what would they do for a third title? Then we've already we've already done. Uh, we have Wrath of the Titans and the... Uh, well, of without
2: it. really getting too too spoilery, he he does accept who he is and. As you a know, dummy guy, so that, yeah, right. you know, he kind of he kind of fights it, you know, being what he is, and then he accepts it. So now that he's accepted, he can go full on badassery, you know. He can right. he can do the 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 barbecue. What is it? The barbecue of badass. <laughs> I can't
1: remember. Oh yeah,
0: the, the, the barbecue. A, a
1: barbecue on the grand scale of ass, a barbecue on uh, grand scale ass bashing or something like that. Well, yes,
0: yeah, so, yes, it was. It was the barbecue of grand scale
1: ass bashing. Yes, yes sliced yes. alone.
0: Indeed. So, yeah,
1: it's, it's,
2: uh, it was a good movie. Um, like I said, save your money for something else to see at the theater, but uh, <laughs> definitely definitely check it out on DVD.
0: Sounds like a lot of fun. As I mentioned on the, uh, the mini-sode, I checked out Hunger Games. Uh, I liked it. I totally could see why people would say it's like a new Twilight, but it's a, a better Twilight. Um, well, yeah, because it's not gay. Right, right, right. It's not even close (laughs) to Um, I mean, I I take total issue with the author and her choice of names for all of these people, but uh, the the names were ludicrous. Uh, In fact, I think I wrote in the review that um, I I couldn't tell whether the... Because the uh, the author of the books penned the script for the movie as well, Um, which is weird. You don't see that an awful lot. But, um, yeah, I was having a hard time figuring out whether this chick was an 11-year-old girl who just liked to name things originally, you know? I don't like to give them boring names. Um, I said, or uh, perhaps we just lived in some kind of terrible future where we let pretentious Hollywood stars name all of our children. Uh, 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 Many many weird names in this movie, but uh, it's such like a little nitpicky, tiny thing that really doesn't mean shit. Um, The movie itself was
1: actually pretty damn great. Uh, uh, On an interesting side note, the author's family actually, uh, like her... Uh, sister and her parents live, like, a mile away from me. Really? Yeah, even though this chick lives, like, somewhere on the East Coast, apparently her family just, you know, decided to take up residence in beautiful Michigan.
0: Well, good, because I'm sure in a future episode, I'm going to have some grievances I'm going to need you to take over to them for me about the... I, I will gladly <laughs> type them out and leave them on their doorstep. Okay, because I have some grievances <laughs> with the the sequel to this to this movie. I, I thought they had a, a very clear avenue which to take the uh, the sequel to the first film, um, and then when I when I read about the plot of the second the uh, the second book, I was completely shocked that they did not take this avenue. Um, so yeah, we, we can run into it again uh, on, on another episode because we've got the uh, the Marvel stuff to talk about um, in a little bit. Uh, everybody who hasn't checked out the new website yet, go over there. Uh, Jason Schmidt, who's been on the podcast a few times, has literally loaded the site full of stuff lately. Um, he's been doing a shitload of video game news and he watches a lot of Japanese movies and he's put out, I want to say like five <laughs> or six, uh, reviews just in the last week or so. He just did a blog about his top 10 favorite samurai flicks. So if that's your thing, go check it out. Cause there's, he's putting up just ridiculous amounts of content right now. Um, he made me look like I was not doing my job. I actually had to go and find some news stories to put on there because our site was literally filling up with video game news and Japanese movie reviews. So I had to go in there yeah. and, and find some stuff, uh, like the uh, awesome trailers for Ted. Uh, even the green band trailer was pretty fun, but that red band trailer was, uh, was great. You guys saw this was a, a little bit old, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it because um, I am completely in love with seeing this movie right now. So
2: yeah, I am too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, watched that trailer, uh, I think three or four times, um, twice by myself. And then once with a couple of friends and then another time with another friend. And every time I watch it, I laugh harder and harder. And when it, when, when I first started, I I knew nothing going into this about this movie, going into it. Um, I, I clicked on the trailer and it was like, Oh, cool. Seth McFarlane's got a movie coming out. That should be funny. Uh, and I'm watching it and I'm like, at first, I thought it was just going to be like a love story, and I'm like, really? No, come on. And then they give the reveal away of Ted, and it's like, oh my God, what is this? What am I not- looking at? And then it goes, you know, and then Ted starts communicating, and like the laughs just began immediately. Yeah. Uh, it, it's definitely on my must see list for the summer. So,
0: Aaron, man, thoughts on this thing? Because I, how, um, are you like a fan of like, uh, Family Guy and stuff like that? Or, cause I'm not a, particularly huge fan of the of the show but i love seth MacFarlane.
1: uh no i i I love the show i mean i think you know nine tenths of the of the nation would uh (laughs) <laughs> you know, would be in that camp. Yeah, I love the show, right. you know, American Dad and all the stuff. I I'd, I'd completely mark for the guy. And, you know, when I saw the trailer, that's why I had, it had to go up, like, on Facebook immediately. Because, I mean, yeah, like, like, Joe, I mean, I watched it over and over and over again. And I just, I laughed nonstop. Like, because, you know, they they set you up like it's a typical, like, you know, romance horse shit. And then out of nowhere, they smack you with the Thunder song. Oh, you know that know Thunder I
0: mean? song made me laugh so hard.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, and Mark Wahlberg, I mean, the, the, the guy, like, he really can do funny. Like, you know, uh, it took me quite a while to see the other guys. Because I was really on a uh, on a Will Ferrell kind of boycott because he was just so in your face for so long. Right. I finally got into watching the other guys and loved it. Mark Wahlberg in that movie was fucking hysterical. And you know, consider me a, a Marky Mark fan from here on out.
2: Yeah. You know, and I I really like uh, Mark Wahlberg. I I, I liked him and uh, Boogie Nights is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> um, really enjoyed him in that, and and not for what you would think. You know, as for I think we've had this discussion before in prior podcasts of why I like that movie yes. so much. And if not, I'll have to do a retrospect for the site for it. But um, it was for the boobs. Well, you know, it it certainly <laughs> didn't hurt. But right, <laughs> um, you know, and I I, I liked him in um, oh god, the Unforgiven, uh, not Unforgiven, um, the Departed,
0: the Departed. Yeah.
1: Um, oh yeah, know, great movie.
2: Uh, really good. I liked him in contraband and I liked him, you know, he, he really, he's kind of like, um, to me, he's kind of like the rock in the aspect that yeah, he's not, <laughs> he's not, uh, he's good in what he does, I guess would be the best way to put it. Uh, you know, right. he, he knows his role and, you know, plays it really well.
0: And of course he, uh, soared to new heights in that, uh, M night Shyamalan flick, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Really,
1: I, I do Okay, I didn't see that one, so that's uh, that doesn't count.
0: The one where he was scared of the plant. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's that, really that's not Mark. The, that, the that, plant that, life, like they start poisoning humans because we're destroying. Yeah, the world. I didn't
2: see that. I gave up on Shyamalan at Ding Dong a long time ago. Yeah, so. that's
0: uh, that's not Mark Wahlberg's fault. It's uh, this uh, yeah, he's the uh, Shyamalan is the the Vince Russo of of movies. Everything must
1: Oh, have wow. A that is
0: everything that, must that's have that's a swerve. Cool. <laughs> Uh, and there's like maybe six people who will get that reference uh,
1: <laughs>
0: the uh <laughs> um you guys have been watching uh i'm i'm hoping aaron has cuz he he contacted me about uh <laughs> legal ways in which you could view this um watching game of thrones sir cause oh my god yes i have i love this show i haven't watched any of this season yet and that's
2: by choice i'm waiting for Waiting to get like a marathon day in and do like maybe six episodes.
0: Aaron, uh, thoughts on the uh, uh, the, the uh, infanticide on the uh, the season. Oh my God
1: that was fucking out of nowhere. I mean it killed was a baby. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it, it you know, it, it wasn't even so much like, you know, uh, implied. I mean, it was literally the the camera just had to pan like a foot to the right, and yeah. you'd have seen a sword being shoved into it. I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous. Like, that scene was just so, like, I don't want to say over the top because it fit right in line with the story. Like, you know, it made sense with how nuts, you know, the, the, the headed Joffrey is getting and all that shit. But I mean, wow, that was, that was beyond fucked up. But it, it, it was great.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I was gonna say I. Uh, my first thought was I can't believe they went there, but then I remember this is an HBO show, uh, where they kind of have more freedom uh, to do such things. There is probably no way on earth this would ever get by on a on a cable channel or uh, a network of some sort. So I'm glad they're on HBO. Uh, that was that was pretty goddamn amazing. I'm well. This show wouldn't work on any other.
2: You oh, know, it would. It, God no. It would have to be. You know, and I would even say it wouldn't work on Showtime it wouldn't work on cinemax it would it it's perfect for hbo the, the hbo series people that are behind all their series and that that put all that together yeah. uh those guys are brilliant i mean they they know how to pick them i mean and they their track record is proven they've had very very few misses and a lot of hits
0: yeah um i we already uh popped that news up on the website very similar to what walking dead uh went through with their second season a couple episodes in to that show, they uh, broke the news that they renewed it for a third season. Same thing for yep. Game of Thrones, two episodes in, and oh boy, yep, third season's definitely coming. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they break that up, because the uh, the third book in the series is the longest uh, book, and they're trying to... The gist I'm getting is that they're trying to do a book per season, but a lot of people are thinking they may have to actually split that book into you know, two seasons or a season and a half or I'm not sure how they're gonna do it. Uh, uh the the way the the way they've been doing things on that show, I would highly doubt that they would skim stuff off. Um, you know, sometimes that would be the what you would do is, oh, we'll just remove some of the stuff that's unnecessary, but that doesn't seem to be uh what they're all about with that show, so
2: speaking of Walking Dead, uh I don't know if you guys read this or not, but Robert Kirkman, who co created The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. is uh AMC's developing another series based on yep. One of his comics, "Thief of Thieves," which is
0: uh, oh yes, "Thief of
2: Thieves" is about a kick-ass thief who steals from other thieves. So, uh, hopefully, that development will go smoothly and they can uh, get that to screen, which would be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, isn't the uh, the idea here is that he's given up his life of crime, but he can't get over the thrill of stealing or whatever it is, so he decides to steal from
1: other thieves.
2: Yeah, I think that's the basic premise of it, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah.
1: yeah I, uh, I, I think he's doing it uh to reunite with his family. So then he vows to only steal from thieves like to be a a, a good guy of sort, sort, of. sort of, yeah.
0: Yeah, sort of. Um, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. The more AMC gives me, the more I'm willing to to eat up. They uh I haven't had a chance to watch uh The Killing or uh Hell on Wheels. So I have no idea the quality of those shows but everything else um I've been eating up. So Sunday Sunday nights are fun nights for me. That's Game of Thrones night and Mad Men night. So um yeah, totally looking forward. It's basically there's like no dull moment actually in the in the in the uh the TV landscape right now at least uh at least for me. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but there's like so much stuff on that's that's actually really good. Yeah. Uh, I've had I've had a few people ask about um writing for the website and they wanted to do TV stuff. And I've been debating whether or not we do like TV reviews. Then one of the earliest reviews I, I put on here was for season one of game of Thrones. And I like the idea of maybe doing a season review, but there's a lot of websites that do like per episode. And I don't know if that's like way too much content for, you know, to constantly follow up with every single episode and then go write something every episode. Uh, Someone's willing to do it. Uh, Yeah, I agree. If somebody's
2: (laughs) willing, I'm not gonna do it. I hardly do (laughs) what I do now. I
0: I have so much to so much to watch. It's it seems like it would be impossible for me to watch it and then have the strength to write about it again afterwards. So, like a full season or something, where I can do like a a watching over the course of like a night or two, uh, and really watch like a full season or something. Then, yeah, that's a little bit different for me, but. I don't think I could ever do a on a per episode basis. Um, you want to talk about these uh a couple of pieces of news that you sent us over from Ain't It Cool? And at least, uh Yeah,
2: over. yeah. Um I was actually trying to pull up the links that I sent you, but we have uh Sin City 2 has been confirmed to go. Um green lit, really? rocking and rolling. I don't know when uh it is gonna be when they're when they're planning on having it to screen for the release but uh good news indeed if you're a fan of sin city one which i am i thought that movie was just phenomenal so
0: yeah, i uh, it as well what's that i uh, no, i was just saying I, I i really liked it as well it's been that movie's been rumored it seems like forever yeah uh
2: since the first one i mean it just i i don't know what the holdup was um but you know at this point i don't care it's they're making it it's awesome um you know, so let's, uh, uh, let's get it going. I guess the, the official tag for it is Sin City 2, a uh, dame to kill for. Um, yeah. I don't know, you know, Robert Rodriguez, of course, is a, is attached to it. Um, Frank Miller, of course, has to be attached to it. It's his project or his, his movie. So, um, from what I'm, what I read, the script and details of the film, uh, are being kept tightly under wraps, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the next year. Maybe I'm wondering too.
0: Yeah, um,
2: you know, usually I guess the turnaround for a movie is about a year or so from production to to from start to finish. So uh, it looks like a tw- probably a 2013 release date. Um, the other thing there was uh, cin- not uh, Cinema Geekly um, <laughs> Entertainment Weekly. Posted some concept art for the Munsters movie. Uh, you can find that at uh, either uh, Ain't It Cool News. I'll post it to our site tonight um, via uh, Entertainment Weekly. But uh, the concept art for the the Munsters, um, I guess, reimagining yeah. uh, the TV series that they're going to have potentially, I say, on um, uh, NBC. The show will be called Mockingbird Lane, which is uh if you know anything about the Munsters, that's the street that they lived on. Yeah. Uh yeah. the concept art looks amazing. I was speaking with Anthony before we were talking about it before we went on to the podcast. Uh if you saw the movie Circa Freak, the Vampire's Assistant, the costuming looks a lot like that. Just kind of yeah. uh, it's it's modern, but kinda has a uh turn of the century look to it. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know about it is that Grandpa is gonna be played by Eddie Izzard. Which is um, awesome, really cool. Uh, the concept art looks fantastic. They have uh, Grandpa and Lily's costuming up. Two different costumes for Lily, one for Grandpa. They've got the house, which the house looks really cool. Uh, it, it keeps a lot of the elements from the original. It's just a lot bigger. Um, so and Andy
1: Izzard pretty much dresses like that anyway. So he doesn't even. <laughs> right, right.
2: So which is you
1: know not 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 much of a stretch for <laughs> he him. He just showed up. Shoot. But He's yeah, ready to he shoot. Just walked on the set. He's
0: camera ready.
2: The news that I uh, was geeking out the hardest for uh, this week was the uh, Django Unchained poster came out, teaser poster. Yeah, we put that on the Facebook oh, page. Yeah. And the synopsis for the movie came out. Um, I'll post the synopsis here today or tomorrow, but and I don't even really want to get it because there's so much to this typical Quentin Tarantino movie that you can't really describe it. Um but the cast on this movie is, I mean, Christopher Waltz is in it. Um, Jamie Foxx is in it. Kurt Russell's in it. Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Sam Jackson is in it. Yeah. Um, you know, so the cast is just stellar. Uh, it's due out December 25th of this year. And look on our site, like I said, in the next day or two for the synopsis to be posted. Um it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really excited about that movie, uh, to see this movie. As yeah. you guys know, I'm a big Tarantino fan. So, uh, he really does no wrong by me. So <laughs> it's, it's just another, another, uh, Another flick by Tarantino that I will be plunking my hard-earned money down for.
0: So I just think uh, it's badass to see Leo DiCaprio in a Tarantino movie. Yeah,
2: I was, I, you know, and I didn't realize that until I read the
0: synopsis that he was in it. So when you think about it, though, it seems kind of like he would f- totally fit in with a Tarantino movie. I don't know why, but I yeah, like the vibe. Like it. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, I, I, you know, it, it's the only other person that. Uh, gives me that vibe is like johnny depp that hasn't been in a tarantino movie yeah uh, that probably should be
1: wasn't uh, no, no he was in once upon a time in mexico and didn't tarantino produce that yeah but that doesn't really count i mean because <laughs> he had he had the great line of the movie don't be a Mexican, be a mexican yes. yeah yeah i effect. mean i
2: not,
0: not taking anything
2: away from that movie because
0: <laughs> i really like that movie
1: oh but, i did too uh, it was
2: great
0: but uh you are know you a but... Mexican or a Mexican. That is it. Right,
2: a... right. So uh yeah. I mean those are the the, the three big pieces of news. I, I had something else, but I can't remember uh for the life of me what it was. Um
0: was it something something Avengers or uh <sighs> We can't really talk about that too much. There is the
2: uh Aaron <laughs> well, does not want I, to be spoiled. I think the news that I that I have is more critiques and not, not really even critiques. Right. Generalizations about the movie that don't give anything away because, like, uh, Aaron, I'm trying to stay away from full blown spoilers for this movie.
1: It's um, hard because... to do. Oh my god, it yeah, is. Um, I
2: guess, I guess, yeah, I could say this. Um, the, the person <clears> that reviewed this for Ain't It Cool, um, he said that the movie didn't need 3D, uh, which I mean. If you like movies, you know that anyway. No movie yeah. really needs 3D unless it's like uh, Avatar or something of that nature.
0: And Avatar didn't uh, really need it, you know. But uh...
2: the one thing that caught me uh, that I didn't like is out of all of the out of all of comic book lore and DC and Marvel and all that, The Incredible Hulk is by far my favorite. I am such a huge Hulk fan. I went and saw the Ang Lee one at the theater. I saw it four times. I own the complete season of the TV series back in the day. Ah,
0: yes. Lou Ferrigno.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I'm just, a, and I have, I've been a Hulk fan since I was, you know, three years old. Um, they do say that, uh, and, and I'll quote this, we don't, we don't even see Hulk in action until the last two thirds of the film. <sighs> now, when I read that, I was very disappointed because the whole movie could be Hulk and I wouldn't give a shit. Right but but he then proceeds to say which was great because we really get to see how much of a super genius bruce banner is right. besides when the hulk is on screen that's all you need to focus on and the rest of the movie had plenty to keep you entertained until his reveal so right. i'm happy with that um that's about as spoilerish as i'm getting is just kind <clears throat> of you know what people thought of the movie and and right so on and so forth not that that's going to uh, swayed me any to go see it. I am there, I will be there at the midnight showing of this
1: movie. Um, oh god, yeah. I wish I could do a midnight show. The best I could do is I already have May 4th off from work. From work. I put it in yeah. a-
2: <laughs> and I'm hoping that I get to, uh, I hope, I'm, I'm I'm waiting for my email to ding and tell me that I've got uh, the passes for an advanced screening, which uh, who knows. <laughs> I'm keeping right. my
0: fingers crossed, so. Um well that uh that kind of leads us into this thing we've been trying to do for like uh, 2 weeks now I think get this uh this Marvel movie universe thing off the ground where we kind of uh uh Aaron will uh sort of take you on a uh, a journey somewhat from uh <laughs> from Iron Man number 1 um week by week all the way up to the Avengers except uh, we missed last week so we're we're going to do two of them now Aaron has informed me that the Chrono Uh, The chronology of this would, in fact, be Iron Man and Iron Man 2, and and not the Incredible Hulk in between the two of them. Correct.
2: See, and I was always of the opinion that it was Iron Man, the Incredible Hulk, and then Iron Man 2.
1: Right. I mean, that's how they were released, but that's not how their continuity is shaking out.
2: Well, see, that's what what I'm talking about. I thought, continuity-wise, that's how it went, because... um,
1: I
0: thought actually, I thought there was
1: like think, what?
2: thinking about it, and uh, Aaron, and maybe you can answer this for me. Wouldn't Hulk actually take place after both of the Iron Mans?
1: No, because at the end of Iron Man Two, uh, when Nick Fury is talking to Tony Stark as they're discussing the Avengers Initiative, you, on one of the screens, you can see uh, the 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 news reporter the is doing the story about the Hulk attacking the uh, the university campus yeah. as they're talking, and that happened within the first like third of uh, of the Incredible Hulk. So, so, yeah, chronologically. So see, you know,
2: know, I, lapsed I, a little bit, then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I
0: thought... Um, I See, that's where my thinking was. I thought that news footage, for some reason in my mind, that we saw that news footage earlier in Iron Man 2 and not in the post-credit scene. So uh,
1: No, that yes. wasn't post-credit. It was it was the last, oh, not, the yeah. last bit before that's not the... What, the uh, yeah, that's not what I meant. Where, the, the scene where um,
2: uh, Tony Stark comes into... Uh, console, uh, general, fuck, I can't
1: remember.
2: Yeah. Uh, Thunderbolt. I always assumed that that took place kind of in the middle of Iron Man 2. Uh,
1: they never really explain when that happens. Uh, There is, uh, on the Thor DVD, uh, they do, do, they do have one of the shorts called The Consultant, where Agent is meeting with another S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and they're determining how to, uh, uh because uh i think ross wants to use the abomination on the avengers team and nick fury doesn't want to but they're trying to figure out how to get abomination out of the picture so then they come up with the plan to just let tony stark go as the consultant and pretty much just shit on the whole idea yeah yeah because they'd rather have the Hulk and banner instead of you know uh blonsky all right
0: uh so let's uh let's take a look first at uh the first iron man this uh this guy plopped April the fourteenth, two thousand eight. Um, it made a lot of money, three hundred eighteen million. Uh, this is uh, directed by John Favreau. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I guess take it away. First, I, I guess we should probably just go around. I'm sure this is universal praise, though. But love the movie. Uh, I'm sure, I know Aaron did. You, Joe?
2: <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, Comic books for me has always kind of revolved around, like I just said, the incredible, the incredible Hulk and Batman, uh, and then the X-Men as as well. Um, so I wasn't really, I mean, I knew of iron man. I didn't know a lot about him, but and the same goes for captain America as well. These movies have really made me fans of the comic books as well. Uh, I thought the first iron man was awesome. And, uh Left. I, I mean, I knew going into it it would be a fun movie, but I didn't realize it would be so good.
0: Right, yeah, I mean, it totally turned me on to going to see more comic book movies. This was completely off my radar. I had no desire to see this. Went on a whim when it was near the end of its run at the theaters and was completely blown away. It, 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 was, it, tur- it was started as a, eh, there's nothing else to do. You want to go see a movie? Sure, what's playing? Uh, this this Iron Man this this yeah let's go see the Iron Man movie yeah see, and uh, blown away by it.
2: Whereas for me I it was definitely on my radar. I just didn't really have that high of expectations for it.
1: All right, Aaron. So uh, walk us through the first Iron Man. You want like a straight review, or you just want all the Easter eggs that leads into comic book stuff and other parts of the Marvel universe?
0: Um, yeah, whatever, whatever you think would be whatever you think would be interesting or would be helpful. <laughs> uh, forgetting perhaps maybe uh. A a person who's into the movies but isn't, like, so into the movies. Uh,
1: Right. Uh, okay, well, starting off in Iron Man 1, uh, the terrorist group who kidnaps, uh, Tony Stark in the comic books, they're originally, uh, based on a Vietnamese group, uh, of terrorists, and they are called the Ten Rings, they do make mention of that in the original Iron Man film, uh, but uh, in the in the comic books, they're under the Ten Rings is under the rule of a uh, of Tony Stark's main villain. Like you know, he's uh, the Mandarin. He's basically the Joker to Batman. He is you know the top bad guy as far as Iron Man uh, is concerned. Uh, he has a lot of mystical powers, uh, but it also ties into a lot of alien technology he found. So he, he's part mystical, part science. I mean, you know in uh, from all indications, Iron Man 3 is really building into this guy being the big bad, but I'm, I'm sorry I'm getting off on a tangent here, but the Ten Rings uh, you know, they're a group, they're called the Ten Rings because uh, of the Mandarin, uh, he found a, a down alien spacecraft and inside there were ten rings that were part of uh, the ship's like propulsion system but each ring had a different power and he would then, I guess he kind of dispersed them among like some trusted men and all that, and then eventually he just took them all back when they were all defeated by Iron Man and you know, he took on Iron Man himself, but they're pretty heavily uh, played throughout Iron Man one. They're even caught up again in Iron Man two because you can see the uh, the head of the terrorist group uh, Raza. He wears a ring, I think. It's on his right hand on his uh, ring finger. Uh, it's a big jeweled one. But also uh, Obadiah Stane, played by uh, Jeff Bridges in the movie, he wears a ring on his right pinky finger. A, a you know, completely overly large uh, jeweled yeah. ring as well. So they're kind of indicating that he is part of ten rings also.
0: By the, uh, way, by the way, let me just say, it took me literally like two weeks to realize that that was Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I had no idea. None. I didn't pay attention to the credits or anything like that. And somebody's like, what did you think of Jeff Bridges? And I'm like, he was in that movie? What year did this movie come out? 2008. 2008. Okay,
2: 8, 9, 10, 11. It's 2012 now. It's taken me four years to realize everything that Aaron just said. So so I'm actually learning something here. Well, we all are.
1: I hope so. Uh... Proceed. Proceed. Yeah, um, okay, so, but you know, they have the holding of the Ten Rings. Uh, at 1.2, a pretty cool line I thought when Tony Stark first comes home uh, after he announces that Stark Industries is not going to make weapons anymore, when he and Obadiah are in front of the Archer reactor and they're talking. Uh, Obadiah tells Tony, "We're Ironmongers." So well, that's a throwback to the comic book because Obadiah's version of Iron Man was called just Ironmonger. Yeah. And the uh, and the way his armor looked in the movie was so faithful to the comic books. Like it was just so awesome to see Ironmonger and Iron Man duking it out. And oh my god, it, it, absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And another cool thing I noticed uh, <laughs> during that scene when they were duking out on the highway is that right behind uh, Jeff Bridges at one point you can see very clearly there's a there's a tall building with a logo that says Roxon on it. R O X X O N. Well, uh, in the comic book, uh, Roxon is the corporation that is actually, uh, you know, pretty shady and all that. It's, it's uh, almost like an Oscorp kind of deal, where Norman Osborn for Spider Man and everything like that. Uh, <clears throat> well, the this company Roxon are actually the ones who had Tony Stark's parents killed. Like they they had them taken out. Like in a, they staged a car crash kind of deal. Right. And the car crash was actually related to in the movie also. So I thought that was a neat little tie-in. I mean, only someone who eats and shits this crap would notice that. But I mean, I thought it was pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet too. Uh, no, no, we're adding we're adding
0: layers and layers of context that uh, helps build hype to the movie. So it's
1: so deep. It is so deep. This uh, is why this
0: is why we're having Aaron do this is because we're <laughs> we're already excited about going to see this movie. But we're figuring by the time he's done, we're gonna be like close to his level of excitement. So right. <laughs> He's already dreamed about seeing this movie three times. I have.
1: I mean, I I might be daydreaming a little bit right now, too, the more I talk about it. (laughs) Uh... Oh, at one point too, when uh, when Pepper Potts is uh, she walks in on Tony, when he's taking off his armor for the first time after he went back to where he was kidnapped and he blew up the the weapons depot and everything, uh, as he's fighting with his machines to take his armor off, you can clearly see behind him on the left on a table, Captain America's shield. Uh, like they yeah. don't really, they don't, they never, they never allude to it, they never talk about it. You know, not like they did in Iron Man Two, but it's just there. You know, it looks like the same exact one. in Iron Man Two that was just kind of cool to, to. I didn't see even, that, I didn't even notice chilling. that. Yeah, it, I damn near had an orgasm when I when I saw that. Like, oh my god! And then <clears throat> I was wondering why they never talked about it in Iron Man Two. It's like okay, they're kind of just skipping over that. Like John Favreau just kind of threw that in there, just as like a little, you know, yeah. hey, howdy kind of nod, down. right? Yeah. Uh, well, going back to the how the <clears throat> when the movie first started and all that, when uh, when Rhodes and Obadiah are trying to give Tony that award when they're in Vegas. Uh after they leave that convention they go to find Tony Gamble in the casino, the, the the big band that's playing overhead, they're actually playing a version of his of Iron Man's theme song from the cartoon that was out like in the sixties.
0: Oh wow. See I'm learning shit all the time. Should yeah. I have just should I have just listened to the D V D commentary? Do they talk about this stuff on the on the commentary track?
1: Uh I don't think so. I never really listened to it with the commentary track. This is just
0: this is just stuff you picked out. You're just like, oh, this yeah. Is just
1: my, this is just ridiculous. And also, Rhodey's ringtone for Tony, uh, when he calls him, when, when he's flying in the Iron Man suit and the F-22s are trying to take him out, that's a different version of the song also from the Iron Man cartoon. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, when Iron Man is is doing his first flight, when he asked what the altitude record is, uh, and Jarvis tells him it's uh, the SR-71. They show uh, on the screen; it, it appears to be a modified version of the SR-71, which anyone who reads a Marvel comic books knows that the X Men use as their plane. Yeah. So I kind of thought that. I mean, I might be reading too far into it, but I thought that was a little nod uh, to the X Men.
0: No, you're not. I mean, they probably threw this stuff in like left and right. The really? uh, I mean, you're I mean, you're not the uh, the J J Abrams movie the the Star Trek reboot. There were a billion things I noticed in that movie that were. Yeah. Either you know insane coincidences or they were nods to uh, you know past Star Trek lore. So
1: right, and then most obviously uh, at the end of the movie, the post-credit scene is when Nick Fury actually approaches Tony Stark about the Avengers Initiative. At that point in the theaters, like I, I didn't, I, I had heard rumblings there was going to be a post-credit scene. You don't know what it is, and then you see you know Samuel Jackson, who gave permission for uh, Nick Fury to be rebooted in the Ultimate version. Uh, The comic books to to have his likeness. When as soon as he appeared, I mean, you know, jaw dropped. I mean, you know, penis erect. I mean, it it couldn't have been a more exciting moment. Like for a true fanboy, just sitting there. And then when he said Avengers Initiative and just black screen, it's like holy shit. Like I really just wanted to fast forward a good ten years just to be able to sit down and watch all this shit back to back. Like I'm just.
0: So you weren't. uh, It's coming forward. You weren't one of those guys climbing on the internet right away saying nick fury's supposed to be white no 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 i
1: mean you know who
0: gives a shit i mean there's it, a lot it, of that stuff
1: yeah it, it it's whatever i mean for any of us who have seen or have not seen that they have done a nick fury movie uh based on the white version of him but it starred david hasselhoff it was oh my fury god of shield <laughs> it, uh, it it was it wasn't exactly the it wasn't as bad as the first Captain America movie that came out like in '93. That one was yeah. just comical. Or the fucking first shitty. Punisher, <laughs> yeah, or the first <laughs> Punisher, yeah. Fucked off, London. Yeah, but I mean, it, uh, it,
0: it, Fantastic Four movie that they made but never released.
1: Oh, have you seen that?
0: I saw some of it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. it's so brilliant. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, it, it wasn't good. And, you know, when they rebooted the character, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things about it, like they kept, but they did change a little bit of his mythos. But I mean, it fits, you know, it fits in better with this yeah. version. I mean, because, you know, while uh, a lot of the comic book storylines are translated into these like films, are from, you know, like the 616 universe, a ton of it is from the Ultimate universe, which, you know, fanboys are split down the middle where they like the Ultimates better, they like the 616 better. I mean, you know, it it doesn't matter. As long as it's coming on screen and it's great, you know, who gives a shit?
0: Right, yeah, it doesn't really matter what what uh, multiverse it comes from, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't really well, care. Uh, quality is
0: quality, so... Yeah. Um, with comics, there's, like, so much content over such a, a long period of time that it's, like, impossible to... You know, to to follow any one particular thing, I think that's why you see a lot of people who make comic book movies like pick and choose from like various things.
1: And they can because all that source material is you know there for them to do it, and it's great.
0: Um, so you want to chat up Iron Man two. Certainly, that uh, uh, a couple years that came out a couple of years later. Um, May seventh, twenty ten is when that came out. Yep. Um, also made a pretty good amount of money. Uh same same cats came back. John Favreau directed again. Uh same uh most of the same cast came back with the exception of uh of Rhodey, was replaced by Don uh Cheadle. Don Cheadle, sir. Which
2: was in my opinion the only upgrade for replacing a cast member. I am such a huge fan of Don Cheadle's, uh, and I think he plays that role way way better.
0: Uh we also had uh Scarlett Johansson debuting as a Black Widow, uh, Mickey Rourke was the uh, the baddie in this one. Sam Rockwell was awesome in this movie. Um, I uh, I I really like this movie. I didn't like it as much as the first one. If you have to compare the two of them, but in my eyes, all of the movies leading up to Avengers have been really good movies. But if you have to sit there and really grade them, I like this one slightly less than the first one, but yeah
1: you know. i i i think that the the real problem with iron man 2 if you got to call it a problem is that there was too much story i mean for anybody who didn't really who doesn't really know the comic book lore it was just like getting punched in the face with just like so much stuff but i mean anybody who knows the comic books you're like you were dying for more like yeah. that could be the, the only the only critique like i could and i'm not critiquing it at all because i love the shit out of it but i mean for people not familiar with it i could see how they're just like wow there's so much going on right now it's nuts
0: they delved into tony stark's drinking issues uh Things like that. Uh, I I still laugh thinking about when he when he peed in the Iron Man suit. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. I mean, like, how do you go to the bathroom in that thing? And he's just like, Ugh, like that.
1: Right. Uh, I thought
0: that was great. Um. So yeah, walk us walk us through Iron Man two.
2: Okay. Now, hold hold on. Before we get going, Aaron, I wanted to ask you: Isn't in the comic book, isn't Tony Stark a firefighter? No. Why did Why did I think that?
0: He's always that's been true. like, he's always been like rich, rich, okay. j- j- just a
1: rich, maybe super genius. I mean, that's always kind maybe of been his deal.
2: Something else. For some reason, I thought he was, uh, maybe it's a different uh, comic book. I don't know. What the hell? <laughs> <Sorry> <laughs> about that. There no, are no stupid questions. So don't look like a complete tool bag.
0: There are no stupid questions.
2: That's
1: very true. Only stupid answers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or stupid. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Either, either way. Yeah. N- n- nothing stupid it's fine uh oh okay sorry iron man 2 okay uh iron man 2 basically starts off i mean you know obviously a little bit of time uh has lapsed in between uh the two movies you know tony stark is announced you know i am iron man and you know he's coming to grips with trying to be iron man and trying to be you know Tony stark how to balance out his life and all that but slowly he's being poisoned uh from the palladium in his chest sleeping into his heart and uh, <clears> I don't. Sorry, I don't, don't want to cut the you off. ring. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was just. I was just going to say. Uh, is it quickly announced in the comic books? Does he, uh, in the comics, does he, uh, as quickly, kind of come out and say, "Yeah, it's me. I'm Iron Man." No. It does not no, happen. Not,
1: no, not that quickly at all. Like he didn't really announce he was Iron Man until uh, it was starting the uh, the Civil War era, and that was probably. 2000 probably about the time the first movie came out actually
0: i i because i gotta say i thought that move was awesome because that's like the total exact opposite of what always happens in a superhero movie <clears throat> you know where he has to pretend that he doesn't know who this guy is and you know instead he's just like yep that's me i'm iron man
1: yeah, it was actually supposed to be a bodyguard in a suit. Like he alluded to that when he was talking about when he was talking to Agent Colson about it. He's like, Are they really gonna believe it's a it's a bodyguard? And he had this weird look on his face. I mean I thought that was pretty funny in the comic books, I mean, you know, that's yeah, he didn't say he was Iron Man. Like that shit didn't happen until recently.
0: I thought that was great. Uh but continue. Yeah. Continue.
1: Uh okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh uh, Iron Man two, you know, uh, he, the, the Palladium uh, arc reactor he, he has in his chest is slowly poisoning uh, poisoning him. But that's the only thing keeping the shrapnel out of his heart, and basically keeping him alive. The thing that's keeping him alive is killing him. So he's trying to, he's battling with that. Uh, he's coming to grips with uh, his mortality. He might be dying soon. Uh, you know, it's Scarlet Johansson, the the sexy new assistant and all that. Uh, he's dealing with like a a weird, uh, I guess, love triangle between Pepper Potts himself and uh and natasha <clears throat> so that's all going on uh but i'm gonna kick right into the uh easter eggs here uh, where do we start okay uh starting right off here with uh with anton Venko. uh in the comic books he was uh that was the name of the uh the original villain called the crimson dynamo uh later became whiplash about uh 2008 was when he turned into whiplash uh you know using uh Tony Stark's Stark director of technology he got from his father. He devises uh, these weapons that are whips, you know. And he's going to go and defeat Iron Man because he stole his birthright and he wants to reclaim what's his kind of deal. Right. But uh, if you'll notice, when uh, when Vanko's in the first part of the movie, when he's first talking to these guys, uh, you know, when his dad first dies and all that, he's like, uh, <clears throat> he starts crying, you know, drunken rage, all this. stuff, so he goes to work right away. Well, a couple minutes later in the movie, he's seen in an alleyway talking to somebody. Well, the guy who hands him like a, a passport and all that stuff so he can get to Monaco to get to Iron Man, he's also wearing a ring. Uh, I think it's on his middle finger on his left hand, like a, a different, you know, bejeweled ring. So there, they're kind of hint- indicating that you know the Ten Rings is still involved. It's still kind of pulling the strings to to get at Tony Stark and take him out. Uh, where to go to from there? Ah, okay. Um, I'm going to skip ahead here uh, to a little little portion of the movie. Uh, as it turns out later in the movie, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, as we all know by now, is uh, the Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, you know, super assassin. I mean, in the comic books, she's supposed to be Russian. I'm not really sure if Scarlett just can't pull that off.
0: Yeah, the name certainly, Natasha, certainly gives that away, does it not?
1: Natasha Romanoff, I mean, is her, is her real name. You know, Rushman is just what she gives out. Somehow, I'm not, I don't right. think she could pull off the Russian accent. Originally, El- Emily Blunt was rumored to be playing Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Scarlett Johansson, I think Emily, Emily Blunt would have done a little better with it. Right. So, I don't know. That's just one gripe I had. But I mean, yeah, I thought, you know, as, as you, <laughs> as with Scarlett Johansson, I mean, you know, the more you see her, the, the more she kind of grows on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at one point uh you know when the, when Tony and Rhodey are duking it out and all that uh Rody takes a suit out takes a suit away to the the military base to be uh you know refitted and all that to slowly become the the war machine yeah. uh Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. show up to talk to Tony Stark. Well, Nick Fury lets it be known that he knew his father, uh, and he was one of the founding members of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, as we know now from Captain America, I mean, this is back in World War II. So, I mean, that right there is Tony. Nick Fury is you know, pretty damn old. And that falls in line with the comic books to where uh, after Captain America disappeared in the Arctic, uh, the army didn't give up so quickly on the the superhero uh, the, the super soldier serum they yeah. kind of toned it down a little bit and nick fury was one was like the only person they could find whose cell like a, on a cellular level could match closely to steve rogers right so he he got a toned down version of the serum he's not as strong uh or i i guess as super you know he
0: uh right he's like he, half super he,
1: yeah he's half super he, ha- he has slowed aging uh you know he's still pretty strong uh you know, fast, all that stuff. Uh, you know, he, he's able to regenerate, but only slowly. That's so why he wears an eye patch. Uh, he took some shrapnel to the face, and instead of dying, he just, you know, he wears an eye patch. In the comic books, he slowly regains his sight in that eye, so maybe yeah. that'll, that'll come down, you know, in the movie. Maybe it won't. Uh, as we kind of talked about uh, off air a little bit, at, uh, at the very end of the movie, when Tony Stark and Nick Fury are discussing the Avengers Initiative, and Nick Fury is letting Tony Stark read. Uh, The Black Widow's report on him if he's a candidate or not. There's a a shitload of Easter eggs there. At one point, you can see uh, on the right-hand side of the screen, you can see the news reporter talking about the Hulk just like wreaking havoc uh, in New York uh, as that's going on. It pans back to where it's Tony and Nick sitting at a table, and behind them is a few large computer screens. All – they have a couple different indicators on the screen. Yeah. And each one is pointing to an area that ties into the Marvel comics uh, as far as where a superhero lives. There's one in huh. Africa that uh, is pointing to Wakanda. And Wakanda is home of uh, the Black Panther. And it happens to be the only place on Earth where they can get vibranium, which is what makes Captain America's shield. Wow. Yeah. This
0: is the kind of shit that literally um, literally <laughs> they put in there for like people like you. Because yeah. I had no fun. To to most people, it's just like it's just background, and you're like, There's holy shit. There's just a map of
1: some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah.
2: had I had no idea. Like, not I I didn't know any of. I, I mean, I knew I saw the Hulk on the the screen, but uh,
0: you got to appreciate the the geekiness of these guys, because obviously that's like not accidental. That's by design and shit. So. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's that's just awesome continuity.
1: Yeah. Oh, it, it and it definitely gets a little better too uh a couple of the spots on the mapping, mean, there's one over New Mexico, which is an obvious reference uh, to Thor. Uh, there's one uh, in New York. Actually, there's two in New York. One, I'm thinking it's for Hulk, one for Captain America. There's one over the Antarctic where I'm assuming they're guessing Captain America is. But there's also one way deep down in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Now, anybody who follows the comics knows that's a reference to Atlantis and uh, specifically Namor, the the Sub-Mariner, who is an Atlantean prince who eventually joins the Avengers. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Again, craziness.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's really really in depth. I mean, all these Easter eggs. It's just it, it, The, it the really brilliance is a fanboy's dream has uh, come true. Just seeing all this the shit. Br-
0: the brilliance of it is, uh, you know, it's it's literally just one indicator on a screen. But to the people who know, it's like that that floods in like boatloads of information to them. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It reminds them of like this and it reminds them of that and um you know that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And uh for anyone who who does own Iron Man 2, if you do watch it with the uh with the shield data uh data dossier's on yeah. it, it, uh, at certain points in the movie it shows you like uh when Tony Stark opens up his uh his father's case and there's a bunch of maps in there. I mean at, at one point there's a map of a of a of a distant solar system like they're thinking like that's where Asgard is. I mean, yeah. Uh, there's diagrams of the the gamma radiation chamber that the hulk used like I'm sorry bruce banner used to first become the hulk i mean there's diagrams of the cosmic cube uh called, you know known as the tesseract that's really big in captain america and thor i mean there's so much that it points out to you if you guys really want to just like you know learn some more in depth stuff watch it with with that shit on you'll be blown away by how by the continuity they're putting into these things it's ridiculous how much detail they're putting into it and i love it
0: yeah, that's that's crazy that they're that they're going to uh, to such lengths. Um, yeah. I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of stuff to draw upon, but uh, and some of that stuff, who knows if they're ever will actually capitalize on any of it? But just the fact that they're throwing it in there,
1: right? Well, uh, I, I know that they've discussed for years. Uh, oh, I guess in recent history, doing uh, a Black Panther movie. I, I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what Michael Jai White was yeah. uh, was, was pretty high on the role for a while. Like you know, uh, but he wanted a lot of input to the script. Wesley Snipes wanted to do it, but he was already Blade. who's in the Marvel Universe. So I mean, there's a lot of. Yeah. Th- there's definitely some, still t- still a lot of talk about it. I mean, and there's other superheroes too. I mean, like you know, uh, you know, Luke Cage, Hero for Hire. I mean, there's there's so many superheroes that are becoming to the forefront. I mean, it's it's a real exciting time uh, for a geek like me to be alive.
0: No man, that's uh. That is just crazy the amount of of, <laughs> of attention they paid, yeah. uh, and I, and I'm guessing we're gonna be in for more the next three weeks or so.
1: Oh my god, yeah, the, there's so many Easter eggs like they they just kept putting more and more in as the movies went on. Captain America is a goddamn smorgasbord of other stuff. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I mean that's the lead in, so yeah, uh, that's crazy. Um, all right, let's talk about the the Blu-ray releases real quick for April the seventeenth. Uh, 1941 flick, Buck Privates is coming out. <laughs> is uh, that
1: the kind of movie I hope it is?
0: I love the name of that. No, I don't think it's the kind of movie you're uh you're hoping for. It's, a, it's a uh it's Abbot, Abbott and Costello, sir. Oh,
1: well, that's what I was hoping for. So, it's a, you hate
0: me. It's probably them uh on a military base doing the who's on first <laughs> joke. Is my guess. Uh. The Divide is coming out on Blu-ray. Frozen Planet, the complete series from the BBC. Uh, IMAX, Born... Now, this is the, the, the worst titled flick ever. Uh, Born to be Wild. I'm sorry, but if you're going to do a nature flick, come on, can we just avoid that song title? Um, it's IMAX. Of course, your television isn't. So why they bother to, to point that out to us? I don't know. Um but it's also in three D. Uh nineteen forty nine flick, late springs coming out on Criterion Blu-ray. Uh and a couple of movies I've got and have yet to watch are coming out. Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, and uh Shame, where Michael Fassbender drops a lot of dong.
1: Yeah, I heard he's got like a really ridiculous rig, so good for him.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing a <laughs> Liam Neeson comparisons. He's a young Jesus. Liam Neeson. Um Let's talk about what's opening. There's really only, what, three three flicks, I think, that are getting the wide release.
1: Uh, do we mention Bully? Because that's not getting a wide release, is it? Uh, I don't think so. Not at first. I mean, it, it, it'll turn into that eventually, but as of right now, I don't think it is. No. Not many documentaries get the wide release, so. Um, well, we have uh,
0: Lockout. That's opening. Um, that's the uh, Prisoners in Space movie, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They're on a space barge and it's crashing uh prisoners take uh, take control and threaten to crash it into the earth. Uh lessen things go their way, so um Guy Pierce, who I've not seen in, in a while, is uh is the lead in that one. Um we also have the three stooges, which apparently we've all been dreading. Um but I've Heard weird reviews that the movie somehow pulls it off. Like if you if you hate the <laughs> if, you, if you hate the Stooges, you wouldn't be going to see it anyway. But if you like the Stooges, you'll walk away not mad. Which is weird. Um Either way, this movie is n- not gonna be uh taking the top, but I don't I don't predict it doing very well. And of course the uh the biggest release is Cabin in the Woods, which has been getting rave reviews, uh, and everything I've heard was, it's mind-blowingly great. Really? That's the word I've heard. It's uh, 150 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right now, 93%. Wow. Uh, uh, They say it's an astonishing meta feat, capable of being funny, strange, and scary, frequently all at the same time. Um, very rarely do I see, there's a few places that I like to, that do like, uh, uh, video reviews. One of them is called What the Flick, and I love watching their, <laughs> uh, their reviews. It's, um, it's, uh, three, uh, movie reviewers, but one of them is, uh, Matt Atchety who runs Rotten Tomatoes, and, uh, normally they just do reviews of movies, but for this movie, they actually did a non-spoiler and a spoiler review, which is weird. Usually... They're just like you don't give a shit, and this time they felt like, you know, don't watch our review first because we're just going to spoil it. Go see the movie first and then come back and watch our review, which is weird. Um, but I've heard nothing but awesomeness about this. Um, you guys intrigued to see this?
2: Um, I remember when we when I when I brought this to your guys' attention several months ago. You yeah, like uh, the trailer? Yeah, yeah, and I made the. Snap judgment, then, that this movie would be the number one movie of the weekend. Uh, then, uh, I think we also had brought up Three Stooges, that it was going up against the opening of Three Stooges, <laughs> yes. and how it would demolish it. Surprisingly, I'm actually changing that. Um, I, I think the Three Stooges has actually got a good shot of being the number one movie of the weekend.
0: Wow. I, um, d- I don't know what to think here, but you... It, the The thing is, you are probably not too far off base. I don't uh,
2: think this movie is going to be... And we'll get into this, I'm sure, but... Uh,
0: yeah, just because it's heavily hyped and it's critically acclaimed... That doesn't mean... Does ...not necessarily mean that people are going to go out in droves to see it. Right.
2: And anymore, it's getting so hard to predict what movie is going to... I mean, people are... Movie goers are fickle anymore. I mean... What I think is gonna do really bad ends up doing really good, and it doesn't yeah. matter because, you know, it's like the movie still sucks. It just made a lot of
0: money. This has just been a weird. This has been a weird. Uh, a weird year so far at the <laughs> box office. People have been going to see movies that we thought they wouldn't be going to see, but um, yeah, man, it's a uh,
1: fucking Taylor Lautner, man. You I blame have him for this shit. If he was in the Three Stooges, uh, guaranteed number one. But how do they fit the how do they fit the word "ab" into the title though? If he's in it,
0: oh, I'm Three not Stooges. sure.
1: I think it's in his contract too, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Three Stooges with this go. "ab" capitalized. There
0: you go. Um, yeah, I mean Joe's point here is that this is uh, clearly, especially the, now we've seen those uh, those millions of TV spots where Will Sasso's there at the end, saying you know uh, you know so you can bring your parents at the end. Yeah, as well as they're trying to get. You know, uh, I don't want to say young kids, but you know what I mean? Like the <laughs> the not-quite-teenagers, tween boys want to go see guys slap the crap out of each other. Uh, obviously, Three Stooges fans are going to go see this, but... Well, my kids are well, dying do I, I mean, that, and that's that's it, man. You... Oh, yeah, my daughter thought it looked hilarious.
2: Yeah, and I, that's... Anymore, it seems that's what's dictating the box office. You know, it's
0: like... Right.
2: Your entertainment dollar is a premium commodity now. Right. Uh, So it's like, do I spend this as a family, you know, as having a family, you know, two kids, do you tell yourself, I'm going to go this weekend and see a movie that I want to see. Do you be selfish that way and you live with the quote unquote guilt of it, you know? Or do you, go, do you spend the money on going to see a movie your kids want to see to make them happy? And I think that's what we're seeing a lot of is uh, a lot of parents are just saying, you know, if I can only see one movie this month, it's going to be with my kids, and they really want to see this, so let's go. Um, you know, which that's what happens when the economy is down, I suppose.
0: Well, let's, let's take a look at uh, – we have the uh, – I, I pulled up the numbers for the Friday opening for both of these movies. Uh, for three stooges and for cabin in the woods uh three stooges opened to uh five point six million on friday
1: <laughs>
0: cabin in the woods opened to five point five
1: get out of here wow
0: five million yeah. five...
1: what did uh what
2: did um
0: hunger games
2: yeah
0: uh six million four hundred and fifty thousand.
1: Teenagers are rolling, man.
0: Uh, if that if that is any sign, the Hunger Games may be the weekend.
1: I, I really do have a feeling
2: that that uh, the Three Stooges is going to be the number one film of the weekend.
0: Lockout did a uh, lockout did two point two million on Friday.
2: Of course it did. That movie is ridiculous. I mean, the, the premise is absurd.
0: Uh, Bully, uh, because it's only opening in one hundred and fifty eight theaters did uh, 161000 on Friday. Which, for a documentary, though... How much do they really spend on a documentary? So, and it's... They're not doing a lot of press, uh... Obviously, there's not trailers for Bully everywhere on television, so...
1: And I haven't really seen a ton of stuff for, uh... Cavern in the Woods, either.
0: No, I see uh, a few trailers here and there. Three Stooges, I see trailers every ten seconds on TV for that movie, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um... If the Friday box office is any indication, Hunger Games may hold on to its spot. But uh, it seems Devil's
1: like be two.
0: it seems like Three Stooges has the edge, uh, at least for Friday. But, um, you know, I, I don't know how think, indicative that is of the really weekend.
2: it's going to change because you got to think, the kids were all at school, you know, and it's hard to take a kid out at night on a Friday night. You know, most parents will go to the Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Right. You know, so I'm uh, it's going to be a close weekend, but I think uh, I think the Three Stooges is going to take it as much as it pains me to say that.
1: All right, Aaron, what do you think? I think Cabin in the Woods is up number two. Hunger Games hangs on. I'm going to go with Hunger Games, too, I think. I
0: wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if Three Stooges took number one. Um, I, I don't think I ever really thought Cabin in the Woods would be number one
2: see and i did i uh, if you go back to that podcast i thought for sure it would spank everything
0: yeah i figured by all rights it probably should but
2: i figured the hunger games would have um
0: i didn't think they'd have such staying power
2: yeah yeah well and there's nothing really out you gotta you gotta think the big movies are gonna start in may beginning of may from the avengers from from that weekend that the avengers opens on through the end of the summer it's you know, you've got the Avengers, you've got Batman. There's a bunch of comedies coming out this summer. Spider
1: Man, um, yeah,
2: Spider Man. Yep. I mean, it's it's going to be you know Men in Black three. Um, there, there's a lot of movies that are coming out that uh, it's going to be a fun summer, definitely. Yeah, you... it's
0: a, it's going to be a huge year for for big movies. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see which ones are uh, are uh, you know the ones that really take hold and which ones suck as far as quality goes, but. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this up during your, your Blu ray deal. Um, but for me,
2: the biggest news of the week was the announcement of the Jaws Blu ray release date. Uh, um, I don't know if you guys saw it or not. And if not, it'll go up on the site. They have a three to five minute, uh,
1: oh, trailer, oh. if you will. Yeah. Is that the comparison they- one?
2: Yeah, how they oh, restored, yeah. like the restoration process. And mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this in the past about how movies are converted from, you know, thirty five millimeter to Blu-ray and how that how that works. Yeah. Um I was trying to explain it. I think it was in the second podcast we did.
0: Yeah, it was like the second or the third episode. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'll I'll post it I'll post it on the site. It's very interesting if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, really super excited for this DVD. They went again. This was a frame by frame restoration, um, you know, and then they redid this. That's the the way to do it. The soundtrack is now 7.1. You know, there's a ton of features. There's a documentary called The Shark is Still Working, uh, which was filmed by just fans of the movie. But they had everybody. It was uh, Roy Scheider's last interview um, before he passed away. Uh, they had Steven Spielberg on it. So this this specific documentary, they were trying to get it released on its own, but apparently Universal and Steven Spielberg just bought the rights to it and are including it on the Blu-ray release. So,
0: awesome. Uh,
2: you know, just just it, it's gonna be if you like Jaws, you're gonna love this Blu-ray. And check Cinemageekly dot com for the uh, video of that. I'll, I'll post all that information this weekend. So,
1: and I love Jaws twenty what? ninth. I do too. What, what's the release date on that?
0: Uh, August fourteenth. Fourteenth.
1: Nice.
0: Twenty dollars ninety nine cents pre at Amazon right now. So. Yeah,
2: and same day delivery. So you know, um, it comes out on Tuesday, you get it that Tuesday. So.
0: And for those of you asking, yes, there will be a Titanic release on Blu Ray. Oh, awesome. Yes, sir. I know of all of those people dying to have it. Um, I I don't I, even own it on regular DVD. Uh, I, don't yeah, I, I I do. You, the The wife did not make you buy this movie. I don't mind it. Uh, forced yeah. It. Forced yeah. it, forced it upon me.
1: I, I I don't I don't own any chick flicks actually. No. No, my my oh, wife is, is trying, not a fan. I was gonna say your wife's not a chick flick kind of chick. So. No, no, that not at all. Out. Yeah, that works
0: out for you. Yeah. The worst. Um. <laughs> uh, I'll be—I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you. I don't hate that movie at all. I think it's a—it's—it's a, it's a fine movie.